Today, we have the special honor of having a guest speaker named John Steele. We're very excited to have him. Yes. Um, Jeremy and I have known Angela and John for a while. You can come up, it's fine. And um, we are so glad to have him. He's an amazing guy with an amazing heart. Both him and Angela love people so well and so excited to hear from him. So. Thank you. Thank you. It is good to be here, and it is an honor for me and uh, my wife to be here at this church. We, uh, we, we just love Jeremy and Raquel and what they're doing, what, how God is using them here in Bellingham and with the blessed city. And so, um, you know, I am a little older than I used to be, um, and I, I just, when I, when I preach... I'm just, I mean, I'm an evangelist at heart. And um, every time I, I get invited to go preach, I'm like, okay, today's the day I'm just going to just talk. Today, today, and, and was, this was one of those days where I just like, I'm just, I'm just going to talk. And the Holy Spirit says, no, you're going to be who I created you to be. So today, we're going to get a little crazy in here. Today, we're going to get a little bit of, I, I'm telling you, when, when I preach, I need to hear that you, I need to hear some amens. I need to hear somebody that you're receiving and understanding what's being said today. Because I want not just to show up to church, but I want people to be transformed by the renewing of their mind and the Holy Spirit. Because when you're transformed, guess what? Your city's transformed. When you're transformed, your workplace is transformed. Because when you have Jesus in you, and when you step into that secular grocery store, secular workplace, secular means void of God. But when you, as a believer in Jesus Christ, when you step, when your big toe enters that place, guess what? It's no more void of God. Because you carry the Spirit of God in you and you have the turnaround anointing. Wherever I go, the atmosphere, I can change the atmosphere. Not because of me, but because of Jesus in me. And, and, and so we, you, you guys, it says no, no man after the uh, flesh, but of the spirit. So you just, let's just get this out of the way. When I say I or when I say us or something, it's because, we know, because I know and I'm confessing that's the spirit of God leading us. And so we all know, let's just get out of the way. We know that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is our strength. Jesus is our authority. Amen? Amen. All right. All right, got that out of the way. Father, I thank you for today. Father, I thank you that I step in to the anointing that you have today for this church, for these people here. I thank you for divine appointments. I thank you for divine encounters. And, Father, we give you the glory. Father, I pray that I would decrease and the Spirit of God would increase. Father, in Jesus' name, that lives would be transformed. Cities would be transformed, Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. Amen. 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 Let me... Um, I'm short, but I'm on a stage, so. You know, when I was asked to, to speak here, it didn't take long to where the Spirit of the Lord just began to speak to me about our words. You know, we're living in such a culture where we're such a negative out there. Can I get an amen? It's negative out there. And we as believers, we that have been Blood-bought. Well, those, us that have confessed Jesus our Lord and Savior, guess what? I've even seen it creep into to the church. I've, I've seen it creep in, and it just, it just, my heart is like, am I walking too much? Okay. So <laughs> my heart is for us to be able to change the way we speak, to change the way we think. Because you know what? I, I even hear believers like, oh, man, I can't believe what, what's going on in our world today. I can't believe, oh, what was this and that. And that. You know what? what? What stirs up in me is like, I am thankful to be alive in today's, today. Right now, this time, day and age, I am thankful to be alive. You know why? Because what greater, what greater opportunity that we have as believers to walk this earth and begin to speak life over everybody. You know, God has been doing something in me when, you know, as I grow and mature in the walk, when I see somebody that's down and out, or when I try to, when I, when I see something I don't like, 
I began to, I, I, I started calling that what I saw. But the word tells us that we're to call those things that are not as though they are. And so when I've, 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 I've trained myself over the years, when I look at somebody, I was like, Lord, I thank you for that person. I thank you that person is going to know you. I thank you for the salvation of that person in, in their home. And I, I remember in Alabama, when I was, we were in Alabama, Birmingham, Roll Tide. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I remember walking and, and seeing things and speaking into what I saw. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to my heart. And I begin to realize that's not a kingdom perspective. That's not a, that's not a, God wants us to be able to see people as he sees them. They are precious in his sight. And he has a plan and a purpose. They might not have caught it yet. But if we just be, speak into that, we speak salvation, we speak life. And I want you to, I want, I want everybody here, if you confess Jesus, your Lord said, let me tell you something. You have authority in Christ Jesus. You are above, not beneath. You're the head, not the tail. There is power in you, not because of who you are, but because who you serve, who you love, who you surrender to. It's Jesus. And as believers, we have authority. And it's time. <coughs> it's time to speak. It's time to walk in that authority. Don't you sleep on me. I'm just kidding. I'm picking on Tony. Me and Tony go way back about five years ago. Okay, so. So what I'm saying is we have authority. So it's time to use our words to declare good things. Speak blessing over your life and your family. Throughout the day, say things as, I have the favor of God. I am strong and healthy. You know, even believers, I, I, I found myself at times like, I'm just going to be real. Last week, 4th of July, or a church, church event, we're playing wiffle ball. And I was playing with kids and adults and different ages and stuff. You would think at 56 years old, I would not be as competitive as I am today. And I was running. I hit the ball, and I was running. I'm faster than you think, by the way. I was, <coughs> what was she laughing for? I was running from first just, I mean, I hit the ball, running the first, coming around second. Just, I mean, I was just, I'm booking. And I'm here to tell you, there's no need to run that fast in a wiffle ball game. <laughs> there's just no need to. I got to second, all of a sudden, something down here, I just, oh, I just started, I just started limping, and, and I, I hurt myself. And then my wife, she's like, you need to sit out. No, I got to play. I got to finish the game. She's like, it's only a wiffle ball game. I don't care. I got to go. I got to. And I, I ended up injuring my leg. And the work that I do, I really need my leg. It's important. My leg is important from what I do. And, um, and so I was finding myself, and I was preparing message, you know, this message, and I was preparing, and I was just like finding myself saying, man, I'm, I'm injured. I'm hurt. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And I began to start of saying, and start of putting the focus on I'm hurt. I started saying I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed by Christ's stripes. I got a race this weekend, and I'm going to run in that race. And I'm believing God for a total. I would sprint right now, but the Lord said, No, you don't need to sprint. But I, I'm believing God for healing. It's getting better each day, and it's getting stronger. And and what I say that is because I believe we get. Because we, we live in such, a, uh, even in the Christian culture, even in churches, we, we feel it's okay to just give into our feelings. It's okay to just go by what we feel. And, 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 and as a believer, God says, confess those things. How many know God is a good God? He, wa he wants the goodness. He wants us to walk in the goodness. He wants us to walk in divine healing. He wants us to walk in divine provision. He wants us to, to walk. To walk in divine health. And when I say health, I'm talking about mind. I'm talking about our whole body. I'm talking about, I'm talking about salvation, but I'm talking about also healing in the mind. I've never seen, I've been alive for 56 years, and I've never seen 
the mental health crisis in our in our in our society like never before. And you know what? I've been praying. God will turn that around. How many know God can turn that around? God can turn that around. And everybody tries to figure out why it is or what, what what's the cause. <laughs> I don't need to figure out the cause, but I know the answer to the cause. And that is Jesus. That is restoration. Did you know that what you say about yourself has greater impact on, on you than anything anybody else says about you? Many people are overly critical about themselves, saying, I'm so clumsy. Anybody ever say that? You don't need to raise your hand. I can't do anything. I'm so overweight. I never, I'll never get back into shape. I'll never get any good breaks. They may not realize it, but they are cursing their future. Those words sink into their minds before long. They develop a defeated mentality, low self-esteem, and, and diminish confidence. Worse yet, those negative mindsets can interfere with God's plan for their lives. And today you might be walking through that, or today maybe you're not, and you've overcome that, but you can be able to help somebody get to a place where they start speaking over themselves what God says about them. We need to know the Word of God like never before so that we are not contaminated by the culture in which we live. Did you know that God created us for us to change the culture, transform the culture? But over the years, I've seen the culture in, infiltrate the church. How many know that's not right? We are called to transform our communities, our culture. We are the people because we serve a mighty God. Is it making sense today? Isaiah 57, 18 through 19. I have seen his ways and I will heal him. I also lead him and restore comforts to him and to his mourners. Verse 19. I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him who is far off and to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. <coughs> God says he will create what you speak. How many know that's when I begin to understand this and see this, boy, it just began to transform my life. Because God creates what we speak. Create means to form, fashion, and mold. Fruit means Utterance. So we're going to speak it. Hold fast to your confession. Man is the only, did you know that man is the only creation? Man is the only creation God made to talk. Think about that. When I heard that, I was like, well, yeah, yeah, but think about that. Mankind, men, women, we're the only creation that can talk. Now you might say, well, Parents can talk. No, they can't. They repeat words, but they can't talk. They don't have, they can't form words on their own. So humans are the only ones that can form words and speak. And that's why it's so important as believers. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I wish I, I you know, I see that guy walking in authority. I wish I had that. Start speaking it. This is a simple message, but it's an important message that we got to get because it's so easy to speak negative things, but as a believer, we are to speak life into every given situation. Change what you're confessing. Uh, we create with the words that we keep speaking. I can create blessing or, I, or trouble with my words. I can create harmony or discord with my words. You guys know what I'm talking about? I can go in a situation that I can, I can be... I can create harmony or I can create discord. We control because of the Spirit of the Lord. We, we need to be in a place that we can control any situation. We bring peace over a situation. What do you need today? What is your desire? What do you desire? What would you like God to do for your child, your husband, or your wife? What would you like God to do in your life today? What are you saying out of your mouth? What are you saying out of your mouth? Words change the atmosphere of your life for the good or for the bad. 
Words are like seeds. Just as you plant, just as you produce plants based on the seeds you sow, so it is with the words you speak over your life, your future, and your family. And I just really feel like the Spirit of the Lord is saying, I, gotta, I just want to say this. It's not just over our family. It's over our leadership. It's over our churches. You might not agree with people, even your spouse. You might not agree, but you got to come in unity and you speak life over it. You know what I'm saying? you got to build one another up in faith. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Therefore, by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. It's not that you, you, talk, you talk positive for one day because you, you heard the short little bald head guy preach about it. That's not my notes. I made that up. It says continually, continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. The fruit of your lips is praise. And praise always produces the harvest in your life. Let me tell you something. When I'm walking through something, I, I love to worship Jesus. And uh, hopefully you were tuned into worshiping and you didn't hear my voice. But I, 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 wherever I go, I praise the same. I just, I'm, I'm just loud. I love to worship Jesus. And when I'm walking through something... I, to get my eyes off that, there's one song that I love to sing. I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone, and he holds my future. And you know what? I'm talking about you. He holds your future, whatever. And hell can be at your doorstep, but yet your eyes are on Jesus, and you begin to worship, and you watch hell flee in Jesus' name. Continually offer sacrifice of praise to God. Talk, pray to God. The fruit of your lips is praise. Then God will form your future based on your praise. Come on, somebody. God will form your future based on your praise. When you something happens, you're like, oh, I can't believe this has happened. I can't believe they did that to me. I can't believe. You know what? God is not in a place to move. But when you say, oh, Father, I thank you for that person. I thank you, God, that, that, that you would change my heart, that you would change my outlook. I know that you're in control. I know that you ordered my every step. Father, your words says that you order my steps, so I'm not going to get caught up in that. I'm going to get caught up in you and your covering and your name. If the fruit of your lips is praise, then God will form your future based on your praise. How many days have you wasted by not putting seeds out there? Oh, when I when that just hit my spirit, I just like, man, that just, I was convicted. I was convicted of myself. I was, I was preaching to myself. How many days have I wasted by not putting seeds out there? God, I praise you. My steps are ordered of the Lord. God, I praise you that you're leading me. God, I praise you that you shall supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. Let me tell you something. I hear young people, that, and even young adults say, I don't know what to do with my future. I don't know the will of God. Let me tell you something. You get into the word. How many know the word spells out the word of God or the will of God? The word spells out the will of God. And you might be in an age where you're retired and you don't know what to do and you don't know what God has for you. He has something for you. That's a, that was a side note. Begin to praise. God, I praise you that you're leading me. God, I praise you that you should supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. You know, when you get the bill that you didn't, you didn't expect, instead of worrying and fretting, just thank God. I, I thank you that you should supply all my needs according to my riches and glory. Oh, when the gas prices went from 240 to 690 whatever the price is, you know, a lot of people are freaking out. They're, they're changing their lifestyle based on because I, I got to do this and, and all this. And you know what? And that's fine. But let me tell you something. I honestly, when I'm at the pumps, Father, I thank you that I have money to pay for this. I'm not getting all freaked out by the gas prices. I'm not getting freaked out. Diesel, I saw this morning, it was $6.45 a gallon. It's like, my word. But I looked at that and I said, Father, I thank you. I, I don't use diesel. I use gas. I used to use diesel. 
but I sold it a year and a half ago. That was a God thing. Anyhow, but when I go to the club, you know, stuff like that, we don't need to fret because God is in control. I thank you, Lord, that I'm favored. I thank you that I'm blessed. A gentleman this morning, I asked him how he's doing. I'm blessed and highly favored. I love hearing that because that's what I, that's what I usually say. Because that's a confession of what, who God is in our lives. He who began a good work in me and my family will complete it. Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You might be going through a rough time, but... He will perfect that what concerns you and or me. That's how you pray. You don't just sit there and let life hit you and, and you get lockjaw. Anybody ever got lockjaw? That means you, you're in a situation, you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say. You just sit there and you just take hits. You take hits from all sides. No, God said, praise him. Use your words. You pray, you speak his word over, you, over yourself, your family, the situation. He says, I create, form, fashion the fruit of your lips. Hebrews says, the fruit of your lips are like continued praise offered up. It's life or death. What you speak, what you confess. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What fruit are you eating this morning? What fruit are you been, have you been eating? Since things are about to get turned up a little bit, God led me to this message, this verse in the Bible. I think we, a lot of us know it. Mark eleven twenty three, for surely I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, does not what, does not what, in his this side's got it going on. Well, we got some time, guys. Doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now, we, we, what we say must line up with God's will. We all understand that, right? But Jesus says, "Speak to the mountain." He says, "Talk to the talk to the mountain." The confession of your mouth matters. Your words have power to move mountains. It's not just a little. Nice little verse that, that preaches well on a Sunday morning, but it's a life verse for us, for us believers, that we can speak to any situation and it can be tossed into the sea. If you believe, everybody say, believe. believe. Your words have power to move mountains. What did he say? Talk to the mountain. Your mountain knows your voice. What are you saying about that teenager? What are you saying about that marriage? What are you saying about the economy? What are you saying about your business? Well, my business, you know, because of COVID, I, my business is going, going down. It, uh, you're going to have to shut doors. No, it's your mountain. Speak to it and watch God move. We're, yeah, we're going to probably lose everything. No, stop saying that. Some of you, maybe you lost your jobs because of COVID. I, I'm going to say this, but don't take it the wrong way. I don't care. I do care, but you know what I'm saying? Because Jesus is greater. I remember this, I worked in this one place, and this boss and I, we, had a, we were friends. He had to say, okay, I'm putting on my, my boss hat now. And uh, one time, he's like, he's like, Joke around, come in, come in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to let you go. And and I look at him. I go, that's okay because you're not my source. Jesus is my source. Jesus is my source. He goes, come on, man. I'm just kidding you. I go, I'm not. Fire me. Come on. I don't recommend to do that. <laughs> I know he, he was he was joking, but I was. I was, I was joking, but serious. I, that was in my spirit that comes out. I can get fired today. But you know what? My employer, my employer doesn't hold my destiny. God holds my destiny. God holds your destiny. God holds your destiny. And it's what you speak. It's what you speak. 
I'm thankful for what I do now. I love it. I know God opened up the door, and I'm where I need to be, and God is moving and doing things, and we're, we're going to have a revival where I work at, and I'm believing God to show up every day, and I'm thankful for that job. But you know what? If something was to happen, I'm not going to fret because Jesus is my Lord. He is my Savior. What are you saying? What are you saying? Speak to the mountains. Say the word of God to the mountains and believe in your heart because you serve a God of miracles. I'm tired of singing songs we don't believe in the church. We sing songs of breaking through depression and all that, but then after the service, you see people walking out like this because they're all depressed. Knock it off. Get an, an, have an encounter with Jesus. You know what? And you don't have to ever be depressed again. And when I say that, I always afterwards, I always get cornered in the corner. And people talking about, well, you don't know. I'm clinically depressed. I got to go to counsel. That, that stuff is all good. But how many know God can heal you in one blink of an eye? He can heal you. He can touch you. And when you're made whole in Jesus, you'll never get go back to what you what 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 kept you in bondage. Freedom in him. We serve a miracle moving God. You either believe it or you don't. He can move the mountain of cancer. He can move the mountain of COVID. I had to put that in there. He He can move the mountain of financial disaster. He can move the mountain of addiction. You know what? I, I just want to say this right now in Jesus' name. I pray that the, 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 the spirit of addiction be, be broken in the name of Jesus. Over everybody, maybe you're here, you're walking through something, or maybe you know somebody and you're standing in proxy. I just break that. Not me, but Jesus says that he come and he died for those addictions. And he didn't just die and stay, but we all know he sits at the right hand throne of God. He was resurrected, and he's interceding and praying. So the mountain of addiction, I come against it in the name of Jesus. But you got to open your mouth and give, give God words. He is a word God, and he works with words. Joel said in the Old Testament, let the weak say, I am strong. You know, there's people that hear, that <clears throat> and we're, it's talk, he's talking about, spiritually strong because of who Jesus, who God is. Amen. So I want, I want you to say, say, just say it with me. Let the weak say I'm strong. Say it. Oh, come on. Say it like you mean it. See, I, I, I had you say that because, because you just threw some seeds out there. You just threw some seeds out there. You're planting. You're saying I'm strong. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong. I'm going through a hell, but you know what? I'm strong. I'm not quitting. I'm not falling. I'm not failing. I'm not going back to what I came out of because I am strong in Jesus' name. When you start saying that God forms a new you in the future, my marriage is strong. My children are strong. My faith is strong. Home, my home is strong. You know, I just want to say this. If you have, if, if you're a parent or grandparent and you have kids that have gone astray, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just speaking forth with you and standing in faith that salvation will come to them. I remember my daughter, she was at a certain age, about 16, 17 years old, and she knew everything. <laughs> Mommy and daddy couldn't tell her. And we just, as parents, we were like, what is going on? What are we going to do? And my wife, being spirit-filled, we came together. We began to write scriptures, and we just began to put her under her bed. And we just began to, to speak those scriptures over her, begin to pray those scriptures. How many know scripture, prayer, changes, transforms? And to this day, <laughs> she loves Jesus, Mary, popping out grandkids for us, and she's serving in her local church. So I'm saying this, don't give up, because 
they may look like they're far from God, but in reality, because of your faith and because of what you confess over them, they are closer than you think. Speak life over them. Speak life over them. I remember, it's okay to give, this guy was taking a little tangent, right? I remember Billings, Montana, we were a youth pastor, and I went to, down to the jail as a, as a chaplain, and I was talking to this guy, his family went to our church, his mom, and I was talking, and I just said, I felt God gave me a prophetic word for him, and I just said, um, just begin to speak life over him. And uh, I went over uh, at church on a Sunday morning, and I, and I told her that I had this new son, and I spoke a word over him, and this little guy said, and she goes, I know it. I keep, I keep saying that to him. And she got a little angry. I keep saying that to him, and I keep, and he's just not listening. I go, and I looked at her, and this was the Lord. I know the, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman, but also, also, how many know the Lord can be firm when he needs to be? I looked at her and I said, ma'am, with all due respect, shut up. She's like, excuse me? And I, I was a youth pastor. We didn't get away with things like that. And I go, that's what's keeping him. That's what's keeping him right where he's at. Because he feels like he can't measure up to what you keep talking over him. And I said, you just need to shut up and pray and offer your prayer up. Does that make sense? And you just need to continue to confess good things over him. Speak life into him. Not speak stuff he's not doing. So I, I just want to say that. for Well, you got to speak life. My mom and dad, man, I was prophesied when I was nine years old. And I didn't know it until I was 24 years old. My mom and dad, I appreciate they never held that over me. They saw me just I, not living for the Lord. I was in the Marine Corps, and I've said. But I was not living for the Lord. And, and uh, my mom and dad, they never said anything. They just kept praying. I remember July, I mean July, January 1st, 1991, walking through the threshold with my wife. My wife, 32 years. Love you, baby. Okay, I got to focus. Okay, so walking, and I said, the Lord has called us in a ministry, youth ministry. And my mom and dad began to break. And I, I didn't, not until that moment, I didn't know that there was a prophetic word over me. Why? Because they, they wanted to keep it, and they just kept praying over it. They kept praying regardless of what they saw. They kept confessing goodness. They kept confessing salvation. They kept confessing God's love over me. And you know what? God's ways always work. It may take a little longer than we want. I'm sure my mom and dad wanted me to, you know, get it at 16 and, you know, travel the world as an evangelist or whatever. But it didn't happen until I was 24 years old. My wife and I, on our wedding day, it was our salvation day. We committed our lives to the Lord. But what I'm saying is, parents, I just really sense you got to understand. Pray, confess, goodness, scripture over your child. Your home is strong. I don't care what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing, or what my emotions are screaming. I believe this, I believe the report of the Lord. Who do you believe this morning? For those who know him, we have victory. Regardless of what's going on, regardless of what you're walking through, regardless of what you, we have victory. I, I grew up, I, even though I walked away from the Lord when I was a teenager in, in, the, in the Marine Corps, I remember growing up at church, we were there twice on Sunday, Wednesday, and then there, it seemed like there was an evangelist meeting every, every other Friday <laughs> at the church. But I remember singing these old hymns, Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Come on, somebody. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Thank you, brother. I had nobody ever help me like that. I, I appreciate that. I, I sense a duo coming on. 
reason I, the reason I say that is because we have victory. So keep your head up. Keep your eyes on him. I'll get you out of here on time. Thank you. We have victory in Jesus. Oh, I love him. Oh, how I love him. And he's transformed my life. And he's transformed your life. But let's get back to the words we speak and remember. Hosea 14.2, take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all of my iniquity. Receive us graciously, for we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. Take words with you. Find scripture, find verses, whatever's going on in your life. Don't get caught up into that moment in that situation. Find <coughs> verses. <coughs> find scripture and take words. I reminded that God, God's, God, I, I remind myself of what God said about that situation. I take them with words and I turn to the Lord. I, I, there's times where I have to just turn off the stuff and get some words in me. You know, when I say turn off the stuff, you got to deplug. You got to get away from all the voices. You got to get away from all the things going around. And you just get with the Lord and you take words to the Lord. How many know it's okay to remind the Lord what he says about you? I, 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 Father, I thank you that I'm blessed and highly favored. I thank you I'm above and not beneath. I thank you that I'm the head, not the tail. I thank you that your word says that I'm cleansed by your blood. Woo! And the spirit of the God lives in me. And I am the righteousness of God. Not because of anything I do or say. It's because I'm in right standing with him. That's basically what righteous, righteousness means. Being in right standing with the Lord. Are you right standing with God today? Come on, somebody. Are you guys getting bored? This side. This side, you good? You good? We're good? Okay. Right. Take it with the Lord. Speak the words of the Lord and promise, and you will see truths manifested in your life. By the way, when you do that, fear will lift. Depression will lift. Anxiety will fade. You know, I, I, I talk to people on cancel at times, and they're like, well, we're just living this world. We're going to have, fear is going to come up. Anxiety, we're just, we're, we're I, I, I give it, I, I show them like, we're not of this world. We are aliens. We're good looking aliens. <laughs> we all are. But thank you. So, but what I was, we're, we're not of this world. We don't have to give in to anxiety. We don't have to give in to fear. If it comes, we live in this world, we're subject to, I mean, we got, you know, we got things, but you know what? We confess God. We confess the scripture. That's how we fight it. That's, a, that's the difference between somebody that's still in it and somebody that's overcome it. Because we speak life. We speak words. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a love and power, sound mind. Come on. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. I, I, I'm so tired of seeing believers being defeated. We were never called. Listen, the spiritual armor, the spiritual armor. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? Ephesians 6, spiritual armor. I learned this a little years ago, being a Marine. When you go into battle, your, spirit, your, your armor's always in front. Why? God's, God's armor's always in front. He ain't, no, he ain't got no, no armor in the back. Why? Because he never called us to retreat. We're always advancing and we're always moving forward because we are children of the living God. Amen. Oh, man, I am behind. Three examples of people who received miracles through their words. The woman with the issue of blood in Mark 5. Her miracle came through the words she spoke. She said within herself, said, if I can only touch his garment, I will be made whole. That was a faith statement. And there's throngs of people pressing up against Jesus. And he said, who touched me? And the disciples says, 
there's throngs of people. We don't know. He goes, somebody touched me. Power went out of me. And he told her, your faith has healed you. Go. And the issue dried up just like that. Oh, we know the story of David and Goliath. Goliath came out for 40 days, day and night, taunting the Israelites, defying their God. But David, a worshiper, came to bring, to bring food to his brothers. Check on him. He heard that. And David, with the boldness of the, the confession of the Spirit of God, because he knew his God. Do you know your God this morning? If you know your God, then you can have this faith. You can have that same. And he looked at it. Goliath was giant, huge. Dave, David was just a, just a little man, a little boy. But he was such boldness. I love this. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you and take off your head. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? But he saw a miracle. Why? Because he confessed it, and he, sp he spoke it, and then he walked it. He spoke it, and then he walked it. Does that make sense? And then, the, and then Mark 7 First, let the children all they want. He told her, for it is not right to take children's bread and toss it to the dogs. She said, Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the, the children's crumbs. Then he told her, for such, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. And I don't got time to go into it. There's a lot there, but I just want to say this. God delivered the word was in her because of what she said. How many know what you say matters? What you say is important because God wants you to catch this because he wants you to rise up and fulfill the destiny that he has for you. Some of us, we're, we're kept where we're at because, because of our words we speak. But God says, no, no, speak my word and I will open up the gates. I will open up the doors and I will provide and I will show you, I'll show you what I have for you. I had a lot to say on that, but I'm just going to, we get the gist of it, right? Jesus basically said, I, I broke demonic possession and depression over your house. He spoke great faith. Plead the blood of Jesus over the house. This house is a house of blessing. We need to speak those things over our house, over our life. And we know James, you see James talks about the bit. In the horse's mouth, we know the horses. Do. For some reason, my wife and I have been watching a lot of, I don't know if you heard of Pure Flicks. Um, yeah, and that's great. And um, But there's a lot of horse shows on. And we were getting into horses. I'm like, man, I want to go, go buy a ranch. <laughs> but uh, I, we, I used to have Shetland ponies when I was little. So, um, yeah. I was, okay. We'll talk. So. So we know that little, that little bit in their mouth can control that big animal. And it, was, it goes on to talk about a, a, a rudder and a ship and the storm. Can you imagine a big ship in the midst of a storm? And that little rudder, when it's used properly, will, will, will take that ship to where it needs to go. And then it talks about our, our tongue being like fire. It can set ablaze a fire. Let me tell you something that's important. James is trying to get across this. It's important what we say. What we say. So I had a lot to say about that too. I didn't realize I was going to go this long. But there are three voices. I'm going to go. I'm going to close with this. There are three voices that talk to you. The voice from the pit. Disease, cancer, trouble, disaster, calamity, fear, worry, depression, discouragement. Then there's the voice of God. We, there's a voice of God that says healing, health, peace, joy, salvation, acceptance, forgiveness, success, provision. And then there's your voice, our voice. The power of death and life are in the tongue. The Lord 
can become weary of your of our words when we are filled with doubt and worry and negativity. That's why it's important for us believers, especially in the day that we live in. You live for such a time as this to be able to speak life into people that are so desperately going the wrong way and they need somebody. Are you going to be the one? Are you going to be the bold one? Are you going to be, you going to allow God to use your, your speech, your tongue, your mouth to speak goodness, declare? And I'm not saying you have to be this great evangelist. I'm just saying when God, when the Spirit of the Lord leads you, say something. But if not, pray, confess over them. In your car, when you just had a meeting with somebody, don't go get confess goodness over them. Confess life. Speak life. Give it to the Lord. Does that make sense? What words are you confessing on a daily basis? What words are you, what are your words producing fruit? Do you declare God's word over every part of your life? Or is your confession about everything that is wrong? I've been there. But I've overcome as we grow, right? So if you're there, just all we need to do is repent. Ask God to forgive us and cha- transform our, our minds so we can transform our speech. Does that make sense? Ask God to fill your mouth with words that bring life and hope. This season of life may be difficult, but do not speak doubt, negative, negativity, or hopelessness and fear. Challenge yourself to refrain from using them. God hears what you say to others and what you say to yourself. Let him hear your words of belief. Stop using negative words. Fill your mouth with peace, joy, and great expectation. Ask the Lord to fill your mouth with the words of the Holy Spirit. Speak of your blessed home and your children that are walking with you and growing in the relationship with Christ. God is coming for our words this week. What will he find? So if God's coming for our words this week, what will he find? The power of life and death are held in your tongue. I challenge you this week to refrain from negative words. How do we activate God's power in in your life? By By changing the words. God creates, performs, and fashions your future based on the word you spoke. I said that earlier. And I, the reason why I had that at the end because I wanted to repeat that. God creates, performs, and fashions your future based on the word you speak. Your life is a composite of the word you declare. Change your words and you'll begin to transform your life. Let me tell you something. I believe this is a divine encounter this morning. Not because of what I've done, but because of what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and through his word. If we can catch this, we, I mean, there's, I, I can talk to a lot of, a lot of believers in this, in, in, in this county. And there's, for years we've been saying a great revival is coming to the Northwest. Anybody ever heard that? Come on, raise your hand if you've heard that. Right. We've heard that. We've heard it, but are we speaking it? Are we speaking that? Not just... Revival is not just a meeting. Revival is not just a bunch of services that we get excited about. Revival is a transformation of every single believer throughout Sunday, through Monday, through Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's every day. It's 24-7. It's, it's all the time. And, and we cons- we've been consumed by his spirit. That's when revival and people are, you know, I can't wait to, I just keep praying into the fact that, you know, a lot of times at the church, they open up the altars at the end and have people, you know, if they want to accept Jesus, it's like, I, I, I remember years ago praying that salvation will happen before the service even starts. And it happened one time, this big dude, and um, I don't know why I'm doing that, this, this big guy, um, he, was a, he was a wrestler for Boise State. And uh, he was at the gym, and he was, he's, he was a lot bigger than me, and I walked up to him, and I just, I forget what I said, but I said some stuff, and then he, he, he asked uh, somebody for, for my information, and he, he got, somehow got my email, he emailed me, he said, hey, man, I'm that, I'm that guy at the gym, he says, I can't believe 
that you came up. Uh, most people are intimidated by me, but you came up and you spoke, spoke into me. He goes, I need what you have. And when he came home, he came home um, uh, on spring break, and I invited him to church. And I, he said he'd come, and I'm like, I'm like, this is before I really was transformed with my words, but I was like, ah, tomorrow I said, I, I'm, I'm praying, believing he's coming, but you know how people say that, I'm going to show up, and he's a college kid, and he's an athlete, and uh, he called me Saturday night before, and I go, see, Here, he's calling, and he's like, he's like, hey, man, I didn't even meet you before service, man, there's something going on, I just, I, I, I need what you got, I got to have what you got, so <laughs> we met, at, we met before church even started in the office, and he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a glimpse, but I want that to be an everyday process. People getting saved at the grocery store. People getting saved at your workplaces. You know, where I work, you know, people, I, got, I started a place a couple years ago, and people would say, oh, you know what, you're, you're probably not going to be able to, 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 you know, speak Jesus. And I'm like, that's just who I am. That's, this is who I am, and man, I'm telling you, where, where I work, I've, I've had the opportunity to lead seven or thirteen people to the Lord in, in, in two and a half years. It's, it's, you know, we all know it's the Spirit of God when you're willing to be used, and um, and you know, some people I gotta, you know, they call me that priest. I'm like, I'm not a priest. I'm just somebody who loves Jesus, and um, but but what I'm saying is, and so with every head bowed and eyes closed. Uh, Nick, can you come up and just play a little something on the, whatever you play? Or well, you're here today, and you just maybe, your walk with God has just been, it's kind of so-so, you just kind of, you just, you're just there, but you want to today, you just want to say, you know what, Lord? I want, to re- I want to renew that fire. I want to renew that in me. Just raise your hand. Every head bowed and eye closed. Just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, you see the hands that are raised. I pray that you would renew that fire that, Father God, I thank you. God, your word says that what you started, you'll carry it on completion. But, Father, I pray that their hearts would be ignited through the spirit of the living God. And, God, that they would... The fire fall upon them, Father, from the head to the toe, that you consume them, Father, in such a way, God, that they will continue to follow you, continue to live for you, continue to go after the things of God with a hunger and a heart. I speak joy. I, I believe there's some people that just need joy in their life. So I speak joy over you. I speak goodness over you. I speak life. May Lord, the Lord bless you and shine upon you. In Jesus' name. Go and have a wonderful week. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today. Bless you.